0: Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy, Residency, and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist and publisher, bringing you help succeeding in your career, health, and wealth before, during, and after residency. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one on one with me at residency.teachable.com. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast. What I'm going to do is do a pivot here. Um, As uh, residency match rates are going to go up, and again, I'm predicting residency match rates greater than 80% this year, but I think they're going to be really in line with our friends over in in medicine, uh, where pharmacy residencies are going to go over 90%. Uh, It's going to be a lot more about me helping people get residencies that are better. So whether it's better because you're making more money during the residency, whether you're getting better hours, that is you're not uh, having to staff as much. And you may think there's not a lot of difference between every other weekend and every third, but I assure you uh, it is quite a bit. Uh, And then it's also about getting into a better residency so that when you graduate, you have a better chance to get the job you want, making likely more because you're coming from a better residency. So, you know, the days of me getting someone into residency where, you know, that was the the, the goal, I think it's going to be very easy to, to get a residency, but I think it's going to continue to be hard to get the tougher ones. And uh, what I wanted to do was uh, start this off by talking a little bit about getting out of residency, which may sound strange, but after... um I think that what happens is when you graduate, you just kind of are looking to the next thing and you don't have a good timeline, like a good kind of bracket where you can say, okay, well, let's kind of look at the next X number of years. And what I wanted to do is say, all right, well, I graduated just before I turned 25 or I graduated, I turned 25 just before I graduated. And what I want to do is say, okay, well, how would we get out of pharmacy In those ten years, now let's think about how much you're going to make. Uh, Let's let's say you know, barring the residency, where you're you're making like forty or fifty thousand, or maybe you know up to seventy five. And that's the thing is that there is a forty thousand dollar difference between the lowest paying residency and the highest paying residency. Uh, And what I want to do is talk a little bit about my story about how I got out of pharmacy, uh, and what I did you know during that time. And I want to you know kind of give a shout out to this. uh, podcaster Derek Delaney, who's a financial planner, uh, he has the Farm D Money podcast, but uh, his uh, actual company is Farm D FP. He's not paying me or anything like that. I've just uh, talked to him a couple times. We've had him on the show, and he's a very good guy, very honest guy, um, a very Midwestern uh, kind of values type of thing. And and he actually, I could probably drive up uh, just a couple hours uh, from Iowa to Minnesota where he's at. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was an episode that he did uh, on the PharmD Money podcast. And um, this is the podcast itself, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and I'm going to number 50. So he has retiring at 50. Well, today I'm going to talk about leaving pharmacy by 35 and what I did. So a couple of things. I've written the debt-free pharmacy student with Sydney Day, who is graduating and hopefully going to match here in a couple of days. Uh, in uh, residency and who uh, was really, you know, another inspiration where she was so good with her money that now she has options. She doesn't have to worry about, you know, making a choice when she graduates about debt. And this is a lot of what the show is going to be about, which is, you know, when you're talking about residency, you're talking about giving up a ton of money. And yes, you're going from making, you know, no money or a little money to more than that. And so it may not feel like it, but I assure you when when those uh, student loans come, and they are coming now that uh, we're in that kind of thing, and SoFi just sued uh, the Biden administration for the pause, because what they don't want is another pause. And so I'm thinking that you will, if you're graduating in this year, you'll be paying your loans back in December. Um, And I'll also talk a little bit about finding your unicorn job for pharmacists, something that I wrote a while back. Uh, Mike Lenz narrated it. Mike Lenz, another guy who uh, doesn't have a pharmacy job, who is a pharmacist, uh, who is a full-time narrator. So uh, I will put that in the show notes, how to get to finding your unicorn job for pharmacists and the debt-free pharmacy student. But let's kind of get back to this idea of retiring at at, 35 which the principles about retiring at 35 and leaving pharmacy or at 50 and leaving pharmacy at 35 are very similar in that I had to do a couple of things. One, I had to learn how to make money outside of going to a pharmacy. Number two, I had to get my financial house in order. Okay. And number three, I had to make that transition uh, from a job that uh, you know, W-2 income to what was 1099 income, uh, which if you don't know the tax code, it's basically uh, that, you know, I was having an employer that was paying me every month versus my money coming from my efforts. And, you know, uh, with the market now, uh, it's it's a little bit crazy. Uh, but um, anyway, let, let's talk about it. So first things first, when I, when I graduated, and this was in 97, Uh, I went to Arizona and I worked for a large chain and I was very happy doing that for a couple of months. (laughs) It was all new to me. It was really fun. And, you know, I met a bunch of great people. And uh, when I kind of was in what a lot of retirees have as their kind of honeymoon period where they're like making this money and they're, they're not having to have homework or they're not having to do all the, you know, go to work and those things. And uh, you know that was somewhat satisfying at the beginning where I was learning but you know in retail there's you know only so much I could really learn uh, as I kind of went on And and I went to uh finish my undergrad degree and I never you know I was one of those people that finished you know two years of pharmacy in three years uh you know first generation college student and so I, I go out and uh, I you know try to get this degree and I end up, not failing out of school, but dropping out and not finishing that bachelor's degree. There'll be more on that in a little bit. Uh, and I'm very excited to say that I will actually finish that degree, uh, hopefully here uh, at the end of this year um, and uh, just kind of a neat, neat uh, thing. But um, my idea was that, OK, um, I'm in pharmacy I'm only working 32 hours a week because I want to spend this other time kind of learning this other skill. And that was the first thing is that I never really got myself to 40 hours a week where I would burn myself out by doing two different things. And I never really got myself to the point where I was only dependent on one thing. So I did that job for a while and I did overnights. And there was a point where I wanted to get off of overnights and the company I was with and I, we just could not get to the point. And it was basically like, look. Either you know you're you're not going to go to days. We don't have somebody to replace you, or you're going to leave. And I said, okay, I'm going to leave. And I was actually unemployed for I want to say a week or two. And I went over to um, a mail order pharmacy, and and the pay was significantly lower, but it was my first I'd entry into a, a what was a seven to three job. It wasn't nine to five or seven thirty to to three thirty or something like that. And it was really weird to say, okay, time for break. So we would get off the line, we'd go have a break, much like you know a factory. Then we'd go back, then we'd go to lunch, and then lunch was pretty close to to uh, you know leaving time. And that was really neat to to actually be able to to meet other people and um, have that different experience. But I was really feeling. I wouldn't want to say I was homesick as much as I always found that when I was in a bad position and I had moved away and and I did take the risk going to Arizona um, to to come back and so I did come back and there was one position uh, at a retail pharmacy uh, that was available in in Baltimore it was a really really high high volume store and it was a very tough job and what happened was I actually got. Uh, My iliotibial band got so tight that I was getting tremendous knee pain. And I didn't realize it was the IT band that was pulling on the knee. Um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, here I am. And I've, you know, made this, made it through this, you know, career for five or six years and I'm done. And that was just very scary for me. And so I, I talked to my supervisors, and and I do think that you know you always want to leave on good terms, and and they said, well, no, no, you don't have to leave. We'll we'll put you in a slower store, and and so I became the manager of a very slow store, no drive through or anything like that, and eventually that um, that store closed down, and I went to another store with no drive through, and while I was there, I was just kind of, I met someone who was a real estate agent, and I said. Wow! If you're a teacher and can become a real estate agent with you know the the hours that you have, then I could probably do it too. And so I tried it out, and I, I really wasn't very good at the beginning, or I didn't you know make a lot of money at the beginning. It was you know kind of one of those side hustles before we called things side hustles. And I got into coaching with Buffini and Company, and Buffini and Company is out of Carlsbad, California, and uh, they coach real estate agents and mortgage lenders and. Uh, it was a big, big risk to, to spend what well, I think was $400 a month uh, on this coaching. But what they did was they taught me how to build, qualify, and sort uh, a database. They taught me how to you know communicate and build my network. And, and I found I was actually, uh, through this uh, real estate, I was actually starting to go golfing with people that I was friends with, becoming friends with other people. And uh, I was doing a really good job of getting out of that bubble. And that's what I found is that I was really just stuck in a bubble. It was more like a fish tank. I mean, you, definitely in the drive-through, you felt like a fish tank. Uh, where now I was actually talking to people, and um, over the next couple of years, I, I built up the business, and I had to leave real estate uh, pharmacy because I was just losing money by going in. Like it was just the my my per hour was so much higher uh, with the real estate at the time, and so um, you know I I just said okay well you know I'll go part time and and so I flipped and I made the transition to to full time real estate and part time um or really floater uh you know pharmacy and I didn't do it very much and then I met my wife and and we moved to Iowa and that's a different story but the fact of the matter is that I had done something that I didn't mean to do uh which is that I had made the transition from pharmacy to real estate. And I did it, I know because I met her when I was 33. So that means that I was eight years out. So in eight years, I was able to get another income and leave the pharmacy profession. And what I found was that the, the real estate was fine. It was really neat to, to do it. But uh, as I moved uh, to Iowa, that um, that was really not going to be my future. And so I worked on becoming uh, a teacher. And at first I thought I was just going to teach secondary school. I was going to teach high school or it was going to. Um, and I thought maybe maybe I'd teach in a pharmacy school. But uh, what ended up happening was I, I now teach in a community college. And this was kind of the best of both worlds where I'm in college, but I'm also uh, teaching that group that I really like to teach, was you know, those that are pre-health professionals. So I made the transition in eight years uh, and it came with coaching. And that's what I want this to be about as I'm kind of changing this to the PharmD or the PharmD and Money podcast, uh, the Pharmacy Residency and Money podcast, is that what I'm gonna do is I wanna teach you how to get in and how to get out. And as we're we're talking about residency and all these things, um, what I want you to do is I want you to take the time to, if you're in school now, to look at debt-free pharmacy student, And one of the things that Sydney Day did to graduate nearly debt free, uh, she'll be able to pay off her loans and, you know, I mean, less than 10,000 in loans. And if Biden's loans actually go through, I think she would pretty much, uh, it would be a wash. She would be done. Um, or if you're someone who's graduated already or looking to, to get your first job after residency, look at finding your unicorn job for pharmacists, where you can find other pharmacists that have done things. And And there are certain jobs that are especially good for pharmacists, uh, especially those that have residency and those that uh, don't. Um, some of the the biggest leaders uh, that are out there in terms of their um uh, you know, uh, being supportive for BCPS or clinicals actually don't have residencies. Uh, so, uh, one that comes to mind is MedEd 101's uh, Eric Christensen, who is, you know, BCP, BCGP, BCPS, uh, and then Mike Corvino, uh, who I think got his BCPS. Uh, but those guys uh, never got a residency. So, I think that the first thing you need to do is, is figure out what it is. We'll, we'll wrap up the, the three different things. One, you're gonna need to learn a new skill outside of pharmacy uh, and what you learned in school. And for me, at first it was writing, which came back later, ended up going into real estate, but then ended up becoming a teacher. And so teaching ultimately was, was what I transitioned into. Uh, second, you're going to need to take care of that debt such that you can make more money than you spend in the new profession, that doesn't mean you have to stop working. It just means that you're getting out of pharmacy or you're getting into something or you're transitioning to something that you really, really like. And then the third piece is actually making that transition, you know, making the leap. It was tough uh, to say, okay, I'm gonna pay this guy $1,200 a month for a desk fee at Remax. Uh, Although in February, when 80% of my income comes April, May, June, and July, and that was a really tough thing to do. And because I was mindful with the, the coaching and uh, I was able to make that jump from a 50-50 uh, real estate agent to a 95-5 real estate agent, see uh, where I get 95% of the commissions. And it it was a transition and I, I needed that coaching from Buffini and Company, but um, it's really helpful. So what I want to do is kind of give you that free coaching as I go through here. Um, and cause I know that when I'm helping people get residencies next year, when the, the residency rates or match rates are over 80%, it's not going to be as much about, can I get a residency? It's going to be a lot more about, well, can I get you a residency that's going to pay you 10,000 more, or can I get you a residency that's going to give you 12 more days off of the year, you know, and make it worth, you know, whatever it is, $95 to, to hire me to help with your LOI or another 95 to help with the, you know, interview, um, those are just going to be repaid back to you in a single weekend. Uh, that, or the fact that you got a residency that's much higher paying, or that you've got a residency that's in your hometown, or you've got a residency that, that you really want. And I know that this this transition is coming. So uh, if you've got questions for me, the pharmacist at gmail.com. But welcome to the basically the first episode of the uh, Pharmacy Residency and Money podcast, uh, where we will continue to talk about uh, being mindful of your money. So that uh, if residency is right for you, uh, that uh, you can graduate and move on to what you want to do. And then having a 10-year time horizon where you can uh, reduce, you know, whatever it is, uh, because that's when, you know, those life events are going to happen where maybe your kids are turning five or six and um, you're wanting to spend a lot more time with them. I'll leave you with this last story, which is that last night my, my daughter uh, was in her last day of volleyball. And we had the parents and kids volleyball match. And if I was in a retail position, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to that. And I probably wouldn't have been able to go to our games. And I wouldn't have the relationship I do with my kids because I don't work nights and weekends at a place or I don't have to be there. If I work a night or weekend, it's because I want to, it's because I'm, I'm getting something done uh, that I wanna do, but I'm not beholden to do that. So, it was just so satisfying to, to get to play against her and, um, you know, it, and have those conversations to and from, she was telling me about the drama that was going on at school on the way there. So I felt so connected to her that she was, you know, sharing that with me. And then uh, on the way home, she was talking about how she really wanted to be uh, a better volleyball player. then kind of go to the next level. And she's because she, because we decided not to hold them back. Um, there's sixth graders, not fifth graders and volleyball's a, A sport that doesn't go by age it goes by grade and so her size is a a real issue for her um and she struggles up at the net where you know she doesn't struggle where where it comes to you know um uh, she's really good defender uh where the ball comes and and you probably want her to be one of the first ones to actually make that first hit uh but yeah she struggles with the serve she struggles at the net and, and she knows that and it's because of her size and because she's in sixth grade not fifth grade and these are all things that I'm learning and able to talk to her about, and now I can maybe help her with her serve over the next year as she moves on to to volleyball next year. But I never would have had that relationship with her if I was in a job where I'm working every other weekend and I'm working nights and weekends. And I'm so tired and upset after work that I don't even want to talk to anybody. So my my goal now that I'm you know fifty and, and able to look back on twenty five years of successes and failures and and ultimately making it to a position where, I have a good relationship with my family. Um, I, I want to, to share that with you guys. So Tony the pharmacist at gmail.com if you if you have questions, uh, shows you want to hear. But I'm gonna keep coming back to uh, Derek Delaney and the Farm D Money Podcast. And um we're gonna I'm gonna talk about a lot of the things that he talks about and I'll you know refer you now to episode 50 and and to have that free talk with him about where you are with money. Yeah, he doesn't pay me anything. Um I just feel that this is a good, honest guy uh, that I've talked to, that I trust, uh, that gives good advice. But, uh, you know, there's some financial advice way beyond what I want to do. I just want to make it so that uh, you can make some good decisions as you're kind of moving through life. And, and I can share my experiences over the last 25 years uh, that I've been a pharmacist and, and how I've made it so that I can spend quality time with my family. All right. All right. I need it. I need something that says like, I'm done. Like I, I don't, I don't have that yet, but I'll, if anybody can think about like, what would be a good sign off for the farm D um, residency and money podcast? I don't know. I don't know. So um, helping you with your health and wealth. I don't know. Something like that. All right. We'll see it. This has been the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You might want to check out our available residency audiobooks at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com forward slash books, or you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before. You can work one on one with me to get a better residency that will better suit your career, health, and wealth at residency.teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to Tony Farm D on LinkedIn or email me at Tony the Pharmacist at gmail.com. Music was by policy.